Welcome to the Assurance Show. This podcast is for internal auditors and performance auditors. We discuss risk and data-focused ideas that are relevant to assurance professionals. Your hosts are Connor McGarity and Yusuf Mullah. Good morning, Connor. Morning, Yusuf. How's things? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thank you. So the topic today is about using data for audit efficiency. And traditionally, when we think about using data for audit efficiency or effectiveness, we're thinking internally within the audit team, the audit team's process, how we get from A to B, as opposed to thinking about efficiency more broadly. We really want to focus the conversation more on efficiency outside of the audit team because that's really where the value is to be gained. You can make a whole bunch of tweaks within the audit team in terms of how the process works, etc., to try to get efficiency. But really where you're going to get far better value is where you're thinking beyond the audit team and you're thinking about the organization in the case of internal audit or the public in the case of performance audit. Okay, so a few things we're going to look at, but why exactly is efficiency important to auditors? We think about efficiency and we think about effectiveness as two of the core areas that we can help with. Efficiency is something that auditors and audit stakeholders are often quite keenly aware of. And in particular, when you're in a situation where money is tight or where you need to significantly do more with what it is that you have available based on external expectations or even internal expectations, then efficiency becomes quite an important topic. And as auditors, we do want to focus on efficiency, but we don't always know how to do it. It's important to auditors to understand how data can be used for audit efficiency because it can help address that significant objective. And so from the performance audit side, it's also very important to use data to make your own performance audits more efficient. But there's a significant legislative mandate on performance auditors to actually audit efficiency as part of some of their audit objectives, whether that be across a government program or in a particular auditee. And quite often that's spelled out in some of the legislation. And really what they're looking for there from a performance audit side is whether resources are being optimized to achieve a given outcome. Okay, so it's one of the four E's of performance audit, right? So effectiveness, efficiency, economy, and ethics. And so you've got a significant focus on efficiency and that's becoming more and more important. Is that right? Yeah, that's a fair comment. So in the context of slower economic growth and generally speaking rising public deficits there's been more and more emphasis placed on the efficiency of the public sector members of the public expect that services will be delivered efficiently and and sometimes this is characterized as removing waste in the system there are also more and more programs to create efficiency savings so one of the important things for performance auditors is to provide some assurance over whether those efficiency programs are actually delivering those savings as intended In terms of approaching the discussion today, there's three key topics that we'll cover. Yeah, so the first one we'll cover today will be using data for our own audit purposes and how we can rely on data to really drive efficiency within our own systems and how we conduct our audits. So that's internally facing. The second one is where we audit efficiency or where one of our audit objectives is to determine whether something is being done efficiently. So that's an external facing one. And the third is how do we get or drive efficiencies in how the outputs or the products of our audits are used by the audience and how can we make that reporting more streamlined such that any actions that need to be taken can be taken efficiently. Topic number one, more efficient audits. So when we think about using data for audit efficiency, this is usually what we're thinking about. How can our audits be more efficient? We also need to play our part in running our business efficiently. So we need to make sure that we're taking all opportunities to make 
make our audit function operate as efficiently as possible. We can't really perform any efficiency audits if we're not turning the lens on ourselves. So we can't really make conclusions or any adverse comments or even recommendations about how either auditees external or other parts of the business could be operating more efficiently if we're not prepared to undertake our own analysis and make sure that we're using the same yardstick to measure ourselves. Okay, so what we're saying is that we want to make our process and our function more efficient. Can we use data to do that? Yes, we can, but it depends on the the nature of the audits that we do. So if we're doing a range of audits every year and the topics are new each time, it is a bit more difficult to get efficiency. I'm talking about internal audit here. So with internal audit, if you are doing the same sorts of audits every year, or if you are involved in some form of continuous controls auditing, then you can actually use data for for more efficiency in your audit. If you're not, if your audit topics are changing all the time and with many more contemporary internal audit functions and and newer uh, approaches, your plan doesn't doesn't stay the same, right? You don't have a static plan. You don't have the same topics in your plan every year. So there's a lot more to be gained by what, what I would call these traditional internal audit functions in terms of efficiency in their audits by using data. And that's because they're doing similar things every year. Where your topics change significantly, you can get some efficiency, but that takes time. And that is based on there being overlapping the data that you might need to use for different audits. So this first one, while there's potential for efficiency in internal audits, if you're following a more modern approach or modern planning approach, then that level of efficiency won't be as high as some people are are calling it out to be because it does take longer to get data and use that data for the audit. So that's where probably going to get more effectiveness dividends as opposed to efficiency dividends in terms of using data. So that's the first one. So are we saying, oh, we're not we're not actually getting any efficiency by using data? Well, the reality is that, as we said before, we don't want to be thinking internally. So let's focus on now on where there is definitely bigger bang for buck in terms of using data. So the second area we wanted to cover, Connor, was auditing efficiency. So this is where efficiency is the audit objective. Now, in the internal audit environment, there is obviously a move towards more audits where efficiency is an audit objective. But I know that you know there's a lot that we can learn from the performance audit world in terms of auditing efficiency because that's been an audit objective that's been focused on for for quite some time now what does that look like how does how does data help enable better audit efficiency by helping audit efficiency that's a bit of a tongue twister yusuf but i'll do my i'll do my best to unravel that one look if we just just as a reminder if we go back certainly in a performance audit world and a lot of this is written down in you know the enabling legislation for auditors general and so forth. So if we're talking in the main about auditing efficiency, we are looking to see if auditees are getting the, the most out of the available resources in terms of quality and quantity from the inputs they're providing. Or I guess a more simplistic way of saying it is, are they optimizing the use to achieve a given outcome? This has been a, quite rightly, as you say, one of the probably at least three constants or primary focus areas for performance auditors, regardless of jurisdiction. Now, in terms of how data can be used to better audit efficiency, one of the ways in which performance auditors are improving in that aspect is their ability to now draw data from various sources and look at the data and derive the inputs 
that are being used to provide a service. So previously, it were, there may have been a more of a traditional or paper-based approach to doing an efficiency audit because it was too prohibitive to, for example, try and understand all the inputs that were required to drive a certain outcome. It was a little bit more difficult to get a full picture of how efficient a particular program or service or outcome measure was. With the growing use of data, it means we can get a more complete picture from the data, what inputs we're using that are being used to deliver a particular outcome and then make a determination about whether or not that is efficient. So in summary, data enables performance auditors to look at a more complete picture of inputs to try and get a more accurate picture of whether or not something is being done efficiently. Okay, so we've seen over the last little while a range of performance audits where various statistical and other productivity techniques have been used. Efficient frontier analysis is is one of those, not necessarily exactly the right fit, but data envelopment analysis is another one that we've seen used. Again, a situation where you may have um, a lot of potential for bias in the model that's used, but in the absence of anything more concrete, some of these models would actually give you a better answer than not having anything at all. So we're not saying that the models are perfect, but we're not saying that the models are wrong either. And so some of those models can actually be used to show where the potential for efficiency improvements might be. But overall, what you were saying there was that there's various ways in which we can use data to help identify where the efficiency gaps might be or where there is an inefficiency in a process. So if we're auditing efficiency and we want to be able to identify where exactly the potential for inefficiency is or where exactly the existing waste is, then using data will help us get to that objective much faster. And in some circumstances, and again, I'm trying not to speak too conceptually here, you may, through data, identify some inputs that are being relied on to create an outcome where, in fact, they're not essential to that outcome. So that's going back to your point there. So if we manage through data to identify 10 things that are producing something, but only nine of those things are essential to produce that and the 10th one is adding no value whatsoever, then we can sometimes identify that through data and strip off that excess input. That makes sense. So whether you use one of the statistical models to do that or really just focus on a process-led approach, you can definitely use data for auditing efficiency. So where efficiency is your audit objective. All right, so that's topic two. Topic three, and this is one that is a bit harder to measure, but definitely something that can be well understood as we as we work through it. So in this, we want to talk about two things. The first is where we make the consumption of our audit outputs more efficient. So that's our audit reports really and then where we make the consumption of our audit actions more efficient so these are actions that are flowing from an audit so if we think about reporting traditionally reports have gone i know in the internal audit world anything from 10 to i've seen larger than this but 35 pages 35 40 pages right you'd get the odd 100 page internal audit report which i don't think anybody ever has read i think even the the writer has read it in full i I feel like that's a dig at me somewhere in there (laughs) yeah it is and that's because in the performance audit world the reports go anywhere from 60 pages is maybe a bit shorter than that um, anywhere from about 50 60 pages which is the top end of internal audit anywhere up to 120 130 and i think there's a few that fall outside of that range but you know 90 to 100 pages is about the average so we're talking about 
lots of pages of reporting. One of the things that we've seen happening over the last little while to try to start reducing that in terms of the just the sheer volume of paper, but also the way in which the report is written. So making it easier to understand. A lot of that is based on the use of infographics and the use of data visualization. So where we use graphs and charts to explain what we're saying or to provide that picture overall so that when we are explaining, you don't have to read that paragraph 15 times before you understand. So you've got a, you've got a graph next to uh, an English explanation and the graph helps make that English explanation come to life really and makes it a faster, easier read. And then you don't have to explain each of the individual data points, um, which is another thing. So without doubt, there's a significant benefit to be obtained by using infographics for sure, but also data visualization so graphs and charts to make the consumption of an audit report more efficient and in some cases even writing that report becomes more efficient because you can you can see you can see what you're seeing and just have to explain a little bit to the side and because this is an external facing efficiency so you're reducing the time burden on the audience that's a fantastic thing however i would caution there that that sometimes it does take a little bit of time to get those visuals fully accurate so they're not misinterpreted so but overall i guess as a general comment you would say that there's far more efficiency on the reader or audience side to be gained from that sort of approach than time consumed by the auditor in putting that together that's right yes and in both cases both internal audit and performance audit there is yes of course there is time that is being taken by the auditor which time does reduce as um, as experience grows um, really with with as, as with all things the other thing is that those audit reports generally go through various layers of review and uh, if the review process is made easier over time obviously initially the review process might still be a bit longer than it would have been because people are getting to grips with what are we seeing in this visual and does it make sense and can we release it etc but over time that review process should actually reduce so even though it takes a bit more time for the auditor um, it should take a bit less time for everybody else that's reviewing it and that means you know a more efficient audit overall really and one of the things we said at, at the top of the episode Yusuf was around how do we get more efficiency around any actions ensuing or coming out of our, our audits? Yeah, so that's the second thing. So the first one was making the consumption of our reports more efficient. The second thing is, and this is potentially more important than the report consumption um, in terms of um, the level of effort that, that might be able to be saved. And this is where we conduct traditional audits and provide broad, sometimes sweeping statements around control failure and where there needs to be action to identify specific control weaknesses and the issues associated with those and then go and fix each of those issues. That situation can be made a lot easier on management if we use data to identify the specific issues that exist. And this might not always be possible, but importantly, identify what the root cause of those issues is, root causes of those issues are. And so you've got a situation where if you're using data to identify weaknesses, when you identify that weakness, you know exactly what it is, as opposed to looking at a control and taking a controls-based approach and then finding a potential weakness in that either the design or the implementation or the, the operation of that control and then putting down a broad action for management to fix that control, which could be a theoretical failure as opposed to a real failure. We obviously don't want to just do one or the other. You want to test controls. I mean, it's still important, continues to be important to test controls. But where you're using data as well, you then have a situation where you're able to say, this is the specific issue that we've identified where the control failure has created a 
real loss uh, or potential loss. And so this is exactly what we need to go and fix. And it makes it easier for management to identify what it is exactly that they need to do and why they need to do it. Just going back to your point about root cause analysis, there's certainly a, a greater focus in the auditing profession around being able to highlight problems at their root cause as part of your audit. It's a greater focus of many public sector practices now. And certainly if you can use data in your audit to hone in on those root causes, as opposed to, like you say, just having broad sweeping statements, and that's something that would definitely be welcomed. Where we ended up there was probably a little bit different to what you thought you're going to be listening to at the at the top of this of this of this episode. So broadening out beyond data for just a more efficient audit, but also thinking about auditing efficiency and then making the outcomes and the outputs of our audits more efficient for management. So making the audit more efficient overall without necessarily creating efficiency within the audit team. Great summary. Thanks, Yusuf. Thanks, Connor. See ya. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with a friend and rate us in your podcast app. For immediate notification of new episodes, you can subscribe at assuranceshow.com. The link is in the show notes.